Hi, I'm Mary Lou Belli. I am one of the directors on Black Lightning and NCIS New Orleans and The Secret of Sulphur Springs, as well as I've directed a show called Legacies, amongst many, many others. And I am so happy to be here and part of Neil Before Pod. Neil Before Blog presents Neil Before Pod. Never made it as a wise man. I couldn't cut it as a poor man stealing. Tired of living like a blind man. I'm sick of sound without a sense of feeling. This is how you remind me. Hello and welcome to another Neil Before Pod Alien Day Spectacular. As is tradition, I'm your guest host Angus, and together we've conquered the quadrilogy. We've survived Antarctica in AVP, and this year we're bringing xenomorphs to a town near you in 2007's Aliens vs. Predator Requiem. Okay, to celebrate this alien day, hatching from their podcast eggs, I have with me Craig. Just one question, are you looking at me or the clock? (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) And that laugh you can hear emerging from another podcast is Natalie. Hello. As always, pleasure to be here. Great, yeah, it's another alien day. We're actually talking about a film that doesn't feature any eggs or facehuggers coming out of eggs, which I learned in the trivia. You know, it's part of my research. Got to look into that trivia. (laughs) Yeah, it's Uh, Aliens versus Predator, colon, Requiem. Why Requiem? I don't know. Maybe we'll get into that as part of our discussion. (laughs) But as usual, we'll go for some spoiler-free thoughts to begin with. So, Natalie, let's have your spoiler-free thoughts. Um, there are aliens, and there's predators that we don't call aliens, even though they are alien, and then there are people that we don't care about. A wonderful recap. Okay, Craig. (laughs) Well, I've never seen this film before, well, before today, before I watched it in preparation for this podcast. It had been a blind spot of mine for, well, ever since it came out. I just didn't see it at the time, never watched it since, but it might be the worst one. By quite a margin. I think it was a real slog to watch. As Natalie said, I didn't care about any of the characters. I didn't care about any of the situations. There are visual issues. You can't see what's going on. It's just a mess, basically. I was wondering if that was why it was your blind spot, because you can't actually tell what's happening. Is that supposed to be spoiler-free? To say that there are visual issues is not really a spoiler. We'll get into what those visual issues are, I think, but... It's not good. Basically, that's my spoiler-free take, is I don't like this at all. I'd seen bits and pieces, could recall absolutely nothing about it, although I do remember at the time people complained that it was too dark, you couldn't see what was going on. Like, visually dark. Yes, yeah. (laughs) I mean, it was quite, I suppose the parts of it were pretty dark as well when we were watching it. Yeah, I was kind of surprised by quite how gory some parts of it were. Um, We'll come to that later, I suppose, but I wasn't impressed I was willing to give it a chance because I thought, how bad can it really be? My expectations were so low. It did not surpass those expectations. <laughs> I just remember that we'd received a message from you, Craig, that said something like, I really didn't like that. And we hadn't watched it yet because we watched it last night and I think you watched it the night before us. And I was like, oh God, if, well, if Craig doesn't like it. <laughs> I was like, it, <laughs> it must be awful. <laughs> I'm not sure how to take that. All right. Well, I'm sure you've got an appropriate spoiler alarm sound, so please sound it now and we can move into spoilerific territory. 
thought we'd start off, again, I love doing my research, I thought we'd start off with a little bit of the background of this. And when it came up, this film was directed by the Brothers Strauss. Mm -hmm. I had no idea who they were, and I thought, this sounds like a bad start (laughs) when it came up like that. um, Oh, I only saw the Brothers Strauss at the very, very end, and it was like the closing credit, it was like the biggest... It was like an end of G.I. Joe font or something. I was like, what, what is this? Director of such amazing music videos as a Nickelback music video. Yeah, or well, other I... such things. Glad you brought that up. I was going to say, Craig, they directed the music video for How You Remind Me, and I thought... Did they? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's their best work. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. And that was like their next thing. No, I think they did so a they few. Went from they went straight Nickelback they were doing, to They were Pinnacle. doing music videos in the early 2000s. Crawling by Linkin Park as well oh, as a, a notable part of their videography. Dark they did a lot of visual effects work as well, which right. probably got them in this gig because it's visual effects. There's not much else to it, really. So. <laughs> you get a lot of that, though, because David Fincher, for example, he was hired for Alien 3 after doing music videos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the career trajectory is somewhat different with these yeah. guys than it is with David Fincher. The rest of their filmography isn't all that long. I mean, it doesn't feature anything that I've seen. So anyway, I thought we would just kind of have a little chat about that to begin with, because that was like the very first thing you see, really, and I just thought, oh, oh, this bodes badly. <laughs> In terms of a plot, I think we could say that this is all about one disgruntled janitor having to come and clean up after his colleagues who've made a real mess of things. <laughs> And I'm talking about the predator. He picks up immediately. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> immediately yes. after the events of AVP and the pred alien that we saw bursting out of the predator from AVP is now causing a ship to crash on Earth. And we get a little shot of the predator homeworld of someone picking up some distress call or clean up an aisle three type sort of situation (laughs) and this guy has to come and start sprinkling blue liquid over everything to try and erase any evidence that they were ever there apart from that there's some human characters quite a lot of sort of diffuse people just show up in this town kind of arrive from different angles we don't really get to know very much about them and chaos ensues pred aliens aliens face huggers begin attacking people and there's a predator trying to stop this all from happening and then the evil government get involved. Oh, spoiler alert. Well, we're in spoiler territory. So, (laughs) Craig, you've got any thoughts on the plot specifically in this feature film? So, my immediate thought is how poorly it tells its story because I remember being about 20 minutes in and just thinking, I have absolutely no idea what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Just none, because there's <laughs> just nothing engaging about it at all. You usually get a bit in an alien film or a predator film where someone will at least explain what these things are and what they can do and how you can maybe defeat them. But no one does that. And then they just introduce character after character who have zero personality and factor into the plot in various ways in their own way, but they're not interesting or engaging, so you forget who they are almost immediately. For all its faults, last year we said that AVP was okay. We actually quite enjoyed it for what it was. And the characters in that film are not deep, but you get them. As in, they give you something that, this is this guy, he's the Scottish guy, he does this. This is her, she's a survival expert. This is Wayland, he's rich. And you get at least one trait that you can latch onto. But here, Mm -hmm. I can't think of any traits that I can really latch on to for any of them. Except maybe the sheriff guy, or whatever he is, the deputy or the the cop. He's kind of incredulous all the time. I quite liked how he was just like, (laughs) what is going on? I just want to solve this. And the ex-con guy, who they keep talking about how he's an ex-con. 
that's all they say about him. Yeah, who just kind of tags along with the sheriff. Yeah. There's no protocol whatsoever. Who knows what's going on in that town? Yeah. It is interesting because there isn't a smooth story. It does kind of thrust you into chaos. For a little while I was like, that's okay. I didn't so much mind it because I was like, I don't have any expectations. I don't really care. Let's just see what's going to happen here and what's going to do. But I did get a bit frustrated because it really didn't offer anything. I think they just presume that if you're watching and bothering to watch this... (laughs) version of it that you have some idea of anything that's going on previously but it was fucking (laughs) mental (laughs) i think the only thing it had going for it was that it was a direct continuation from the last one which i agree craig we said it achieved what it set out to do so because it was on earth uh, well because it just picks up immediately after that yeah oh yeah oh i had the exact same chat last night because you'd said yeah. that actually and I was like oh yeah Antarctica but I would agree that it just introduces these characters you don't really know who they are even what their names are I was quite pleased when the soldier character came in and she had like, a name tag <laughs> on her uniform and I thought okay everyone should have name tags because then I can actually oh, that's O'Brien I couldn't tell you the names of any of the rest of them and there's this weird kind of high school sweetheart subplot sort of thing oh where there's God. like this relationship that doesn't really the characters are just shit <laughs> couldn't tell what was going Those on. Those 30 year old teenagers. <laughs> yeah, it's always the way they were, right? In these movies, they're always. Like, yeah, but you can normally tell they're younger than the adults, whereas here, I couldn't. <laughs> it just felt like they were yeah, kind of chucking they were like, in. I know how you look at me in class. I was like, I thought you were going to say, you still look at me the same way you looked at me in class. Ten years when, ago. Yeah, like, <laughs> Ten years oh, ago. Oh, yeah, it's just yeah. so yeah. strange that they've got very prototypical bully character with two kind of goons that follow him around and they just do exactly what they need to. The discount Freddie Prince Jr. guy. Oh my god. Yes. (laughs) As in how he looked in Scooby-Doo, specifically. (laughs) And there was a doctor that looked like Philip Seymour Hoffman as well. He looks enough like him that I did a bit of a double take. There was like a doctor. When was there a doctor? At some point in the film. Fair part of it was set in a hospital so could have been... when they're okay anyway it was pretty weird i don't know if they were Mm. doing that just to try and make it because we've had alien space aliens on a planet in space alien 3 prison in space it's always very sci-fi and then avp was fairly sci-fi as well because it had this pyramid in antarctica and ancient lore and all this Mm. kind of stuff a lot of tunnels (laughs) i thought what they were trying to do in this one was a bit like when jurassic park movies move off the islands and it's like now the dinosaurs are in your neighbourhood <laughs> what would it be like if aliens and predators were in your neighbourhood and I felt like that was what they were kind of trying to do with it where okay these people are at high school I bet you know someone like that or you like a girl at high school that sort of thing I really don't need to see aliens fighting predators in a small town setting <laughs> well I would like to see it but I don't get to see it because everything is so dark <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is a very visually, and I would say storyline is quite dark. The storyline it does have, it kind of goes off the rails, but Craig, I have to say, I was very pleased that there was a predator in the water. <laughs> Call back well, to was a, previous podcast. It was an alien in the water, but it was predating someone, so... It was a predator, like a crocodile. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so there you go. I have to just say right now, I could not tell... The entire movie. The <laughs> fact 
<laughs> was an alien or what was a predator. <laughs> and I don't know which one was supposed to be the one that was the hybrid. Yeah, that's that, just, I'm just that was really difficult, right really difficult so, to tell. I thought it was Predator in the Water. I read that this film cost $130 million to make, <laughs> but not a penny of that is on screen. Was this an elaborate money laundering scheme? Maybe. Because there's no name actors in it. The setting is a small town. That's not expensive. And the visual effects, you can't tell if they're any good or not because the brightness has turned so far down. So it could be anything. So did they just decide, we'll spend 20 mil on this and pocket the rest? And is that why it exists? Yeah, paying people to go to the box office to make it look like it's popular. Maybe, but I had read that apparently the brothers Strauss thought that AVP was too bright and you could see too much of the action because in the original films it was like, keep the creature in the dark, it's more suspenseful that way. And they were like, no, no, what, we're going to go back to those roots and I really don't think that they achieved it because really, like you say, you can't even tell what's going on half the time. No. Or there's effective use of lighting and then there's just, I can't see what's going on here. There's a skill set difference and if you look at the original Alien, yeah, they use shadow and light very effectively to increase the tension and suspense, whereas in this it's just... I don't know, there's maybe some shapes moving in the darkness that I can kind of see. Yeah. And that's it. It's pretty pastiche, can't lie. <laughs> but there was definitely this moment where, quite early on, the army, the soldier person, has come back and she's with her daughter. And the daughter's like, I've seen a monster. Oh no, it's not that part. Never mind. There's this other bit where we get a first glimpse of one of them. And it, it cuts to like a shape... It cuts to this person's face who's horrified and screaming and then it cuts back and it was doing that classic thing of not showing too much of the monster and I was thinking of Guillermo del Toro type setting where it's like little glimpses, never go for the monster and, and then it just goes absolutely mental. So it's like they tried, they saw it and they thought okay we know what we're supposed to do to try and create the right atmosphere or create the right impression get people feeling a particular way and it's like they tried gave up and were like i'm just gonna do what i'm gonna do and just went (laughs) balls to the wall yeah i think that they were aiming for a lot of those motifs and things like that like the set in the sewers and their aliens making their way through these dank tunnels and stuff and so you're like yeah i can understand that that's what they're going for but didn't really pull it off at all yeah really poor there was an absurd amount of fake-outs in the film as well. You had the bit where the sheriff guy, he hears a noise and he goes to look through the car window and sees nothing. What are you going to see? An alien driving a car? That's not happening. <laughs> well, maybe that's next. There's the shot where they cut to the little girl in bed and you see that the cover's moving and it just turns out she's reaching for her binoculars. <laughs> but that's the only yeah. purpose of that shot. It doesn't do anything else because they cut away from it instantly. And then eventually you get the bit where her dad looks through the window the screen door. Oh, she goes for the binoculars. He looks through the screen door and then you see the alien and it jumps through. So you get all these fake outs. And by that point, I was like, well, this is going to be another stupid nothing's there. <sighs> and then I wouldn't say it got me, but it was one of those. Has all these fake outs been building up to this? Because what are you doing otherwise? <laughs> Why are you doing all this? I thought that bit was actually okay because it was so classic that I could forgive it that. And then it did lead to somewhere. That little scenario did result in her dad getting in. So, whatever. But the other fake outs, I don't know if I'd paid attention to it because there are so many things that happen that I feel a little bit traumatised. 
just by the gore of it all. It was just so unrelenting. It just kept on going, and I don't really know why. <laughs> I can't I tell really if it's... Know. When did Cabin in the Woods come out? I'm thinking now, and I'm like... Way later than this. This is supposed to be like <laughs> a joke. I don't understand. Oh, was this sort of supposed was. to be a joke? No, I think it was another reaction to AVP not being perceived as being gory enough. Or it was a mm. PG-13 maybe or something. And so they were like, right, let's go full bore, stick a face hugger on a kid in the first oh few minutes or so. Like when that happened, I don't know whether or not it's just I'm kind of getting older and getting more sensitive to these sorts of images. But when I saw that, I thought, no way, they're not going to do it. Yeah, yeah, that is in the, like legit the first three minutes where the dad and the kid out hunting a deer. So they deserve it. It was pretty interesting because you were like, oh, they're not going to do that, are they? And then you were like, yeah, yeah, they are. (laughs) I thought that so many times watching this where it was like... Yeah, like in the hospital. We were basically just talking to each other the whole time about, nah, they're not going to do that. They're not going to do that. And then they did it. And like, kid gets face hugger on it. Okay, fine. We're probably going to see the remains of this later on. Oh no, you get to see a chestburster come out. He witnesses one coming out of his dad and (laughs) then also gets his own... Experiences himself. Yeah. Or the pregnant lady as well. That's like legit what I'm thinking of right now. It was just off. I feel like I love horror movies and I love gore movies slasher movies all those hostile i dig it that's my jam tartanage extreme my jam i just couldn't i don't know i just i don't know what i I was trying to okay with that (laughs) what i was trying to reconcile was if you've seen the original movies however many times like we have you're used to the images and stuff that's in there in the body horror and it's still gross but you've seen it enough that you've maybe become kind of desensitized yeah and so I was thinking, right, is it just because this is the first time I'm seeing this film that what is on screen seems so gross and shocking to me? And I don't know, I, d- I just think it th- probably they were aiming for something and didn't really hit the mark. They just they didn't get the, that get, balance right. How many people have aliens bursting out of their chest in this movie? Because it's quite, a really high a number. And the thing is, it's yeah. not like single-headed aliens anymore. <laughs> that lady who was legit pregnant and in the process of giving birth, gets like a whole nest. four, three or four that burst out of her belly and they're wailing like a kid. Did you think that that balance was completely off as well in terms of what they were delivering in terms of body horror or, or stuff that we might have, as fans of the series, have experienced before? I think the earlier films, they do a good job of letting you drink in the shock of that moment. Yeah. For example, in the first Alien film, the chest bursting moment, you linger on that for such a long time. It's like, this is horrible. Look at this. This happened. The actors are all covered in blood the characters are all covered in blood and we all know that Ridley Scott didn't tell them that it was going to explode mm-hmm. and they were going to get hit in the face and stuff so their actions authentic but here it's just here's a gory image here's another gory image here's another gory image and you don't have any yeah. time to yeah. process it so you mm-hmm. see it in the moment and you think wow that's disgusting yeah. but then after it, it moves on to something else immediately and also I keep questioning the time scale for the hatching to happen because nice. Up until this point, it, it takes a reasonably long time. There's a good day or so. But I'm sure it's only a few minutes mm-hmm. between the predator alien mm-hmm. impregnating the pregnant woman and then the bursting yeah. to happen. So the incubation period seems to be shortened. Maybe that's got something to do with the predator DNA. I don't know. Potentially. We don't ever explore that, though. The thing is, is that there was so much untapped potential, I think, in having the alien and the predator hybrid and... I don't feel like the movie made use or explored that at all. 
But also, once you know that there's a incubation period that takes a couple of days or however long it takes, certainly mm. in the first Alien film, it has its own kind of horror attached to that, as in, there's nothing I can do to stop this. I've got a couple of days to think about this, or several hours to think about this, and we all know what's going to happen. Obviously, in the first Alien film, you don't, but as the films go on, you encounter people that know mm. what's coming. We, as the audience, know what's coming as well, because we've seen it before, and it's that terminal nature, it's, you've been bitten by a zombie. You're going to become a zombie, but not right yeah. now. That in itself is horrifying. Whereas in this, it's like, okay, in a few minutes, there'll be an alien bursting out of this person. And then it'll be fully grown in like five minutes as well. <laughs> so it can yeah, wreak havoc. In the first film, it takes a good few hours for the alien to become mm-hmm. big enough to mm-hmm. be a threat. Yeah, it seemed like they were just kind of ramping it up to throw in as many, well, the predator needed sort of standard aliens to just blow away. So. <laughs> They just needed to kind of speed that part up so they could just keep generating more and more cannon fodder for him. I just didn't understand why in previous movies where aliens have gone up against predators, it's been an epic, epic battle, and yet this predator very easily was just like, I'm going to lasso you and cut you in half, or I'm just going to put some blue goo on you and you're going to melt. It felt like a game collect all the aliens. Yeah, I do want to talk about that but I'd like to talk about the Predator as well in terms of what we think of that character's story arc because the Predator seems to come down to Earth to kind of deal with the issue of this Pred alien and the crashed ship and stuff and at some point seems to be kind of clearing up after himself but then skins a man? Yeah, what the hell? And leaves him in a tree? (laughs) I don't know, is he supposed to be there doing CSI Predator to work out what's gone wrong? He just kind of starts wreaking havoc, what's the deal with that? Yeah, I was really confused by this because more of the last movie started coming into my head when we saw more of the Predator on screen interacting with people. Because I was thinking about how last time it was almost using people as workers or to benefit itself. And I thought maybe that's going to start to develop a relationship here. We're going to see the Predator form another bond with humans but no, they just skin the police <laughs> officer and hang him upside down from a tree it was pretty gross Do you think that was coherent motivation, Craig? No, but I'm wondering if he just thought I've got a few hours to kill before I find some oh, more aliens I enjoy skinning people alive I'm just going to do that like, Honestly, <laughs> it just felt like really from nowhere It felt like the predator would have had other things to be doing So you're like, <laughs> got why a job to do that? Or do they eat people? What do they eat? No, it's just for sport, isn't it? That they hunt, that's why they do it. So then why was he bothering? He's trying to hunt aliens. What the hell? But there's no personality to this predator as well. There's a wee bit when he goes to the spaceship to find the original predator that's been brought down, the pilot of that, he touches its face because <laughs> he feels bad for it. Tenderly. I guess I'm projecting that onto this person <laughs> he goes up and touches yeah. his face and there's a little pause there where you're like oh he's obviously a little bit sad and then he takes off his mask puts on the other predator's mask it's like a body cam gets a little video replay what happened on the ship and how things came to be and so i think there's a little bit there where he's like or she or they i don't know because mm. i don't mm. know the genders of predators but there's definitely like a bit where it's like okay that's a little bit there where that's his motivation. This is what it's going to go and do. It's going to go and find who's responsible for bringing down the ship, for taking the Predator onto Earth and uh, out of its way. So, yeah, I don't think 
killing humans is in that storyline at all. You would think it would only be after the aliens and cleaning up that. I was really confused. As you said, Angus, the whole point of his mission was presumably, we don't really find out, we're supposed to infer it through context, but it's cleaning up the mess that's left, so we need to get rid of all the aliens so that the indigenous species don't see. And it it happens when they destroy the pyramid in the last one as well, as in we need to clean this up so that people don't see what we've been up to. We need to get rid of any collateral damage, really. So you would think his mission would be don't get seen. Mm -hmm. So skinning humans alive is a good way of getting seen or making people aware of your presence. Is it just a character beat then that this guy just can't help himself? (laughs) 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 Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. Just a flaw that he has. don't talk or not in a language or in a way that we can understand. And so it was really interesting. We did talk a lot during this movie last night because partly we were like, what the hell is going on? And oh my God. And also it was a wee bit jumpy, but there was definitely a really large portion where there was no dialogue whatsoever. And it was just the predator doing his janitorial duties. (laughs) And I was watching it. I took the note as long scenes of Predator being <laughs> I was watching it and I said to Gus that it reminded me, <laughs> this is not a reflection on Bollywood, but it reminded me of when we went to see a film at the Rajmandir in Jaipur last year. And we went to see a film in Hindi, which I only know some words. But basically you can understand what's going on through quite elaborate action sequences and very emotive characters. And so I was watching it and I was like, it's kind of amazing because this movie could be universal. You don't need to be able to speak any language. You can just watch The Predator and feel him emote. Just listen to those clicks and roars. And (gasps) and, uh, I was going to ask if either of you sided with The Predator because I think that it feels as if of those monsters you're supposed to kind of side with one because the aliens are the ones tearing stuff up and attacking people all the time the predator is only really attacking people that are a threat to him he's there to do a job but do you feel like this film makes you even side with him at all or are you just kind of sitting there letting it all wash over you and you think what is all this i have no compulsion of liking anything that's in this film (laughs) the alien predator or human i think everything is equally distasteful Mm. but the thing about the aliens or the xenomorphs is you can't really blame them in a way because they're just acting on instinct that's what they do the whole point of them is presumably they get deployed in somewhere to clear it out or to cause havoc and well they're not impossible to kill but they're very difficult to kill the more of them that there are the easier they are to kill (laughs) that's the way it is it's just always the way that he's cutting tons of them down in the sewer just with the laser gates and stuff it's not supposed to be that easy but it it is so easy i was like if you can do that why have you not done this the whole time just keep doing that just do that just set laser gates everywhere you'll eventually get them all yeah it's a bit of pest control so the aliens don't have a character because they are just animals in the same way that you watch I don't know something like Crawl which is a film that we can reference where you can't blame the alligators for eating people because that's just Mm -hmm. what they do or Jurassic Park the dinosaurs eat people because Mm -hmm. that's what they do it's the monsters you can't hate Mm -hmm. the monsters because of what they are, but you can hate the circumstance that gets them in a position where they can hurt mm. people. So that's not really the Predator's fault. It is in the they built the pyramid, but it's not really this Predator's fault that these aliens are on the loose. It's the idiots from the last film that failed to do a scan of the guy that they brought on board to see if there was an alien stuck inside him. Yeah, so they said it couldn't be done. It's difficult, but I found myself empathising with the Predator in the last mm. film a lot more because you had that really good scene where he explains to... 
I forget the woman's name, the woman that is now presumably frozen to death by now <laughs> in the Arctic after having just been left there. But the bit where he shows her, look, here's the acid, here's what it does to normal stuff, but it doesn't affect themselves, so you can make a shield mm-hmm. out of their head mm-hmm. and things like that. So that gives you a bit of personality and that gives you a bit of camaraderie, whereas here yeah. you get none of that. He just cuts about and does stuff. Yeah, so that just goes to show that even in schlock, you can still have something to empathise with, but not in this particular schlock. Yeah, but it's weird though, because of the previous movies though, it definitely made me think that they were going to behave a particular way, and that obviously counted for absolutely nothing. We are introduced to an entirely new monster in the shape of the Pred Alien. That was oh, teased yeah. at the end of AVP. Craig, what are your thoughts on this brand new hybrid? I didn't really have any thoughts because I wasn't sure what it was <laughs> or when it was actually doing anything because, again, I couldn't see it. And that big epic fight between the Predator and the Pred alien at the end is in the background. And, and it's, it's on a so hospital dark, roof as well. I was thinking, oh wow, what an epic yeah. setting for a fight between <laughs> a Pred alien yeah. and a Predator. Just some hospital roof in a small town. According to the trivia, it's supposed to be a queen. Which again, they don't explain what these things are, what a queen is or anything. But that's why it can lay eggs inside people or drop alien babies inside people. But then that just makes me wonder, how does an alien queen get born? Is it just luck of the draw from the facehugger and things like that? Or is there some kind of evolutionary process that takes place or I, don't know. I think some people have probably considered it quite deeply and Not I, the I, filmmakers, be- though. I believe the comics go quite far into the lore stuff that's never made its way into a film there's a comic <laughs> yeah i haven't read it well that's what alien versus predator started as wasn't it it was a comic series at first and then it was a video game and then it was this okay well i can definitely get the video game link to this i think there's definitely elements that feel very much like a collect the mall tokens, you've got to level up, blah 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 incidental <laughs> other things and maybe that's why there's so much going on it's not been edited in any way in terms of action or anything like that I believe um, that the complications of life cycles and what creatures can do what and their origins and things has been kind of binned because before Ridley Scott's prequels this was tied into the universe and now has been kind of jettisoned out of the airlock. I don't think that they really are canon anymore, which is kind of weird because you're now in this place where they kind of fit into the Predator films, they don't fit into the Alien films. Yeah, I don't know. It's all very complicated now. Well, Danny Glover was supposed to appear, or they wanted him to appear. I can only imagine what he said (laughs) when they asked him. And There's bits in the trivia about how they wanted to get certain people from the Alien films Mm -hmm. in there as precursors to their characters and there's names that connect to it and there's that awful reference to get to the chopper so there's quite clearly attempts to link these things in and obviously the film ends with Yutani getting the Mm. gun and Mm -hmm. suggesting that that's where the technology to do space flight eventually Mm -hmm. comes from so there was an obvious intent to link them although depending what you read it suggests that these films were never supposed to be canon to the Alien or Predator franchise but they threw in little nods anyway so you had Wayland in the first mm-hmm. one yeah. and then Yutani so at some point those companies merge I guess but who cares yeah for somebody who has seen these films but never obviously pays attention or remembers details like that it was you Gus who pointed that out and you'd said oh I reckon that's going to be so and so or I just groaned when he said get to the job <laughs> I was mainly groaning <laughs> whenever those sorts of things came um, up <laughs> Utani at the very very end oh, when yeah. they've got gun and stuff you were able to be like okay I guess that's going to be so and so 
but I was like, who? But it seems like an obvious way to try and make it feel like it's of any importance to the wider franchise because I think without those little nods and connections to the wider things, I don't know, maybe the people who made this visual delight were like, they need to have something that's going to make it feel like it's important because it just is not. Well, I do think it's a shame because the series has quite a hardcore fan base. I don't mm-hmm. think that we're anywhere near approaching the levels of people that are really into this. But, yeah, um, sorry. <laughs> but it seems like it's underserved. Or <laughs> the people are really crying out for this all to tie up somehow and for there to be yeah. some kind of lore or a shared universe. And I think over the last few years when we've seen Marvel do it especially well, that seems like something that people are longing for now is like a series of films that all tie in together and have interchangeable characters or can, like American can, Horror Story. references and things that you can see pass throughout them and then this is just a bit of a mess it's just kind of sludge that kind of comes on at the end of a series that was already mm-hmm. kind of petering out anyway so it's a bit of a shame it's a total shame because i think it could totally be really good yeah, well, there's things we'll come to when we talk about Prometheus next year. Wait, we've uh, not we're done Prometheus We're talking about yet? answering questions. That... I thought we'd started with Prometheus. That's a really early plug for next year's <laughs> Alien Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're on to that, that we didn't do era it now. Great, amazing, fantastic. Wow. No, chronological <laughs> release order. Okay. Oh, well, yeah, because otherwise then maybe we'd have started with this one. Thank goodness. <gasps> <laughs> yeah, we just started with AVP, yeah. I'm always an advocate of there are some questions that you should never answer because people have been debating them for decades and it's more fun to debate them. So we don't need to know anything about the space jockey because it's more interesting that we all speculate as to what the space jockey is. We don't really need to know why the Whale and Yutani Corporation were aware of aliens and sent the Nostromo across to investigate that signal that they received, which... The implication is, oh, so that's how they know about these things and are looking for them out there in the blackness of space. We don't need to know that. We just need to know that, oh, there's something going on here. People know things that they're not letting on. There's a bit of corruption there. But we don't need to know that. And the fact is, okay, apparently there was a small town that was ransacked by aliens and predators in 2004. (laughs) And then we had a predator weapon in our possession from there, which explains our spacefaring technology later on and explains what we're looking for out there. But after seeing what these things do to the town, why would you go looking for them? And it doesn't seem like it's very long between times that predators will decide to visit anyway. You seem to be quite regularly dropping in on people on Earth. Yeah, usually summering over here. (laughs) Yeah. I do have to say, though, I still feel kind of like this movie really shit on the fan base because... I just think the Predalien concept is such a cool thing to think about. Yeah, I think it had been hyped, or and at least people were thinking, so you know, good. if aliens can, through that reproductive process, merge with various different species, yeah. it just raises the questions about what would a predator alien look like? Yeah. Or a, and what powers it, would it have? Like, what would it be able to do yeah. capabilities-wise? Would it know that it was the only one? Would it have any thought about that? Why does it become the de facto leader of them? That seemed unclear but again Craig you've kind of pointed out that it was a queen maybe but that's never explained. Yeah they could have just slowed down a little bit and just let us dwell on that a little bit more and then taken it to a small town. That's part of the problem with the storytelling is that there's no one around that knows anything about this stuff. In the first film you get that 
sort of psychic vision that explains what the aliens are and what mm. the predators are mm. and what they've been doing and what the whole purpose of this thing is. Plus, it does do a reasonable job of giving you what you need to know through the context of the storytelling. It's, oh, look, these things that are written on the wall here, that explains what... Yeah. It's all in the, the purpose of this facility yeah, is and whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But here it's just a bunch of yeah. nomarchs living I mean, in a small town I'm that know nothing. I'm not angry at that, though. I'm not angry at people not knowing what's going on. I think that's supposed to be, I guess, relatable. Oh my God, it could be a town that you know or whatever. I just feel like just in terms of having too many characters and too many things going on, they could have really just simplified it and for such an exciting concept I don't know I just feel like there was a missing step here it could have just been that we spent time finding out about what are we calling it? Predalien Damien the Predalien <laughs> In the production they called it the bull alien okay, for some well, reason weird. or so the like, bull predator it, Yeah, Something I just like feel that. like there's a missing step I think it would have been much more exciting to have seen a movie about a pretty alien it's pretty weird to kind of set it up and then really not explore it at all and yeah. not explain anything that happens how it's yes. impregnating other yeah. people through their face maybe you're just supposed to infer that that's how predators get busy just absolutely mental <laughs> just absolutely mental and just yeah it could have been a very deliberate plot where it's just one pretty alien preying on this small town with one predator hunting it and then you get mm-hmm. humans in the way. I don't know if it would have been executed any better, but it would have been more interesting conceptually because we did have the collection of aliens in the last one and the collection of predators and they slowly whittled down both sides mm-hmm. until nobody survived, yeah. really. Whereas in this one, it could have been that one-on-one. Here's a proper test of skill versus this yeah. test of instinct. And here's all these humans that have no idea what's going on <laughs> in the middle of it. And then... You don't really need to explain much there because here's the alien, it just kills people. We don't need to go into the mythology of how it impregnates people mm-hmm. or whatever. We've just got one thing that is very good at hiding. Maybe it has a cloaking ability. I know it's technology that lets yeah. the predators cloak, but yeah. why not? Yeah. We buy it. It has a camouflage ability. That's fine. I'm happy to accept it. So it's very difficult to hunt down. Then you've got all this imagery of the alien sort of slowly stalking people. Maybe it has that hunter instinct built in, so it exactly. doesn't just attack. So many other it is exciting stalking people and taking pleasure and yeah, so hunting. So many other exciting possibilities that I just think were completely yeah. overlooked. I think as well when we watched the film last night, there was an optional two minute fourteen behind the scenes bit that we watched, and I never like watching these things. <laughs> and for some reason, I said to Gus, "I was like, let's just watch it and let's just see what they have to say for themselves." It just felt like it was them just bragging about how great they were about creating digital monsters (laughs) because it was just them going this is our low res and this is what we do and this is what we'll do to make it look real and I was like did you do that though and there was a bit where they were like yeah you don't want it looking like an early what was it early 90s music video or something and I was like Jurassic Park is better than your graphics (laughs) don't even give me that the eternal comparison so yeah and it will be because it's absolutely true I was like I can't believe that they're so up themselves that they honestly, truly believe that they've created something really wonderful. It did make me wonder how it was almost, oh, it's, it's almost like, like sort so of delusional. digital puppetry and how much of the filming or the time it took to film the human bits. Like, how long was that? Was that just a week? And then they spent, I don't know, however many months in the computer <laughs> lab just Three like years. playing with these. <laughs> yeah. 
playing with these digital puppets and kind of moving them around and being like, oh, yeah, this will look cool if this one does this and then this one's going to punch this. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think that's what all their money went for. Could be that they found that work meaningful though. They think they created something that looked great and whatever, and then how it was deployed in the film is vastly different because there are decisions made after that about how we're going to light these things, how we're going to use these things, how's it going to look next to live action mm-hmm. elements and. Well, you never find out because it's so dark and you can't make yeah. anything out. So I looked at a production still of the Predator Alien where it is well lit and it looks really cool. Why wouldn't you show us that? Why wouldn't you let us see this really dynamic, mm. fun design? But, I mean, me describing the film that I would like to see about this Predator Alien hunting people rather than just attacking them, I think that would have been way, way better on a conceptual yeah, level anyway. i to reading your spec script. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. I'll pitch it to well, be Disney now, won't it? And, and then they can make it. Yeah. As opposed to this, every 20 minutes or so, we're just going to have a bunch of aliens just attack a bunch of people. And then you have that whole clunky way of getting there where that guy gets his keys chucked into the sewer. So let's go find your keys. It's like, you're no, not finding no. those. Absolutely. No that was another thing where we were just oh, kind of talking we at the TV like, saying, what are you what doing? doing? <laughs> what are you doing going in there? You're just going to reach into that? You've got no idea if your keys are there. Oh, you've got them. Oh, they're in the bit that's not even the sewer. And if you just check that first, you would have been fine. Just strange decisions at every turn. And there's a couch down there yep. yeah. for some reason because there's a big homeless population yeah. in this small town. And then that guy's arm... And those people who are living in the series never get it taken in. And then they all get face-hugged. So many things to have problems with. The sheriff deciding, yeah, I'm just going to use these civilians. We're going to go raid a gun store, arm up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, another strange decision Is on his part. Is that just like small town mentality, though? That's just what they do. One of my favourite lines was, I forget who says it, maybe it was the teenage girl. The government never lied to people. <laughs> it's funny when you've just been watching Parks and Rec. Because we're late to the party. But there's a bit where this girl is having a school trip and she goes and speaks to Ron Swanson and has to find out what the purpose of government is. This is a sideline. And it's basically <laughs> like, there is no purpose. <laughs> Just take your my, money. My favourite yeah. line was from Dale the Bully. It was about when they were going to go break into that gun store and he said, this plan is stupid, let's just leave town now. And I was like, yeah, it is stupid. <laughs> He's actually speaking some sense, but only one that... I didn't know we were to take a favourite line. But it was also earlier when he was just making fun of some kid for having a part-time yeah, job. Yeah, it's very strange. That's a very strange thing uh, to pick on. Small thing mentality. Haha, <laughs> ha, you have to bring us our food and then we pay you for it. <laughs> Hilarious. We're going to beat you up oh, now for this, honestly, for some reason. Yeah, just odd. classic. That's what you do to show somebody's ability, right? You have to have that scene. I'll set up that tension. I also love that there's a whole line explaining how they're able to get into the school after hours. <laughs> I put tape on the lock. We don't care. I'm okay with the fact you can break into a school. Yeah, really weird. Oh, look, I was getting kind of faculty vibes at yeah, that point when God, you too. know there's aliens running around and then she decides that they're going to go to the swimming pool yes. after hours. I was thinking the faculty earlier when you guys were talking about that earlier. Yeah, the faculty for sure. It seems like they were trying to throw in a bit of aliens as well when the National Guard roll into town and you think, okay, maybe we're going to get a bit of a reprise of the action from aliens, but then they just get absolutely torn through, shredded by aliens. Yeah, absolutely destroyed. Although it does allow them to kind of ride around in an armoured vehicle Mm -hmm. so that you can get a bit of that. Did you like that in Aliens? Because here's a bit more. Yeah. 
And there was that bit about, we've gone into the centre of town. We're going to be surrounded. Well, why did you do it there? Someone told you to. It's interesting because the ending as well doesn't make sense to me. When are we talking about the ending? You're talking about it right now? All right. So at the ending, when they make their miraculous escape in a helicopter, do you not think it's weird that she doesn't at any time say to the people who then find them, I'm in the army, I'm one of you. So what are you doing? I'm armed, I'm in the army, blah, blah, blah. There's nothing at all. She's just treated as a civilian and she acts like a civilian. If any time you were to say that you were in the army, it should be now to protect yourself because I thought that the people who find them when their helicopter is crashed are just going to kill them to clean up like the predator. Mm, they're just going <laughs> to pour the blue goo on they're them. They're going to pour the blue glue on them. Blue, the blue goo on them. But yeah, I think it's weird that they think that they can survive. They've just seen their whole town be blown up. Mm. And it's when they nuke the town as well. It's supposed to be a bit of a victorious moment, but everyone died except this yeah, seven people yeah. over the minute and they've just seen to escape. the hospital is full of newborn babies. So that's really fun. <laughs> So, so weird. Yeah, they're all gone. <laughs> I thought what was going to happen was that the people who were in the helicopter on the roof of the hospital were going to take off. They were going to go and try and pick up some of the survivors. The survivors would have been picked off in the centre of town, but maybe the sheriff and one or two others might have survived and they'd go and rescue them, get them out of the way of the blast. But instead, <laughs> it was so dark that they'd just send in this jet or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, that's it. You see this massive mushroom cloud. Well, they really did it. They face hunt a child. They chest burst a child. They put a nest of aliens into a pregnant woman and then they nuked a whole lot of (laughs) innocent people. Yeah, yeah, including newborn babies. The alien left the babies alone specifically as well. It was that tense moment of the alien looking over them and then it just leaves. It doesn't do anything. Which doesn't make any sense. I wonder if that was like a sort of mirror of what Ripley does to the eggs that she finds in aliens. She goes in and torches the place. This is the kind of flip side of that where the pred alien was like, I'm going to look at all these babies in incubators and I'm going to leave them. Yeah. (laughs) But before the mushroom cloud appears when the town gets nuked, you do get to see a close-up of the sheriff getting exploded. You get some on the ground. Yeah. You do. You get to see his face absolutely melt. (laughs) So you get to see this character that you've spent some time with destroyed. And then there's the alien and predator fighting, which makes no difference because they're about to get nuked anyway. So there's no real agency in that conflict either because it would have played out the same way. They just wait long enough and eventually they'll nuke the town. But I feel like they're a bit trigger happy on nuking the town. And then there's no real warning about it either. It's just, all right, okay, here it comes. I think that's where... Deploys us. Most of the budget came from. I reckon that the was nuke. real food. <laughs> 130 million. We actually nuked a small town. I yeah. thought it was it when they crashed the helicopter and the ex con guy said, I thought I told you not to crash the helicopter. He was kind of joking around <laughs> with the soldier. <laughs> I, I just w- wanted her to turn to him and be like, My husband was killed 20 minutes ago. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Now is not the time for a puppy one-liner. And you've just seen your brother's love of his life absolutely shredded in two. (laughs) We didn't talk about that, but oh my God, can we? You can, yeah. That actually, I think I had to put my hand over my face. Because it was honestly (laughs) just, oh my God. I thought that was quite clever. It was kind of like this accidental fallout. Just happens to be in the way. Predators in the tunnels. The laser gates are open. She's running away from something. And then gets shurikened <laughs> against the wall. And that wasn't the worst and then, part. Yeah, and then you just hear parts of her body 
flumped to the ground while she's stuck to the wall. Because right she's in, obviously been Right in front of her boyfriend. Yeah, oh my god, that was so mental. I was quite surprised when the, I can't even remember no. her name, no, the teenage nice. girl gets killed. I was expecting Jenny, her to survive Jenny. for some reason, Jessie. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't feel like okay. I was that far away. See, that's it. I don't know who any of them are. I watched it two days ago and I'm, who are these people? And I remember thinking that because I was watching it and... I like to think I pay attention Somebody when I watch a film. Somebody's called Dallas. I only yeah, there's Dallas, apparently. Because yeah. you said, ha ha ha, that's a callback. Mm, mm. Alien yeah. reference. Yeah, alien reference. But, yeah, but I remember being 20 minutes in and thinking, I don't know who any of these people are or what they're doing, and have I just not been paying enough attention? Mm. But then I was looking up other stuff online about it, what people had said maybe at the time and things, and it does say it's very hard to follow and they do such a poor job of introducing the characters. The only character introduction I can remember is the obnoxious, selfish little girl who, when her mum returns from however long a tour of duty, she's, where's my present? And <laughs> picks out the binoculars and it's like, oh, well, that's rubbish. And then there's that whole weird scene where she's being obnoxious again and it's about remembering your mum's coming home or something oh, like that. because she gets a story from her mm-hmm. dad because she doesn't want a story from her mum. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, was she called Kelly? Someone was the was soldier called Kelly? Called Kelly? There was a bet where Kel- they were yeah, like, she protect might have been Kelly. Kelly. And I was like, oh, that must be the little girl. But then it must have been the soldier because they were like, do you know how to fly in a helicopter? So shut up or something like that. <laughs> That's why we've got to protect <laughs> Kelly. So I think Kelly wasn't the girl. They didn't really give a shit about the girl. It was mm, just about mm-hmm. the soldier because she could fly a helicopter mm-hmm. and a tank. It's basic though, isn't it? I mean, it's basically you just, even if you're doing something like this where they're not going to be the deepest characters in the world, they're not going to have a lot of nuance to them if they have any, but give them something that makes you remember who they are and makes you care when they're dead. In fairness, the whole teenage plot stood out the most to me because of how ludicrous it was, how you had the whole obnoxious boyfriend who beats the pizza delivery kid Mm -hmm. up for no reason, really, other than the fact that he just doesn't seem to like him and then... You had that whole bit about where she said, I fired my boyfriend, which is really weird terminology. I fired him. Well, why are you with him in the first place? He's clearly yeah. an ass. But you don't get any impression of why she would be drawn to this guy, other than she's into guys that look like bread from Scooby-Doo, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. But I guess it stood out the most to me because I suppose how, how it ended up. Or maybe up, because it was kind of wrote, you've seen this before. <laughs> it's a typical slasher movie type situation as well, isn't it? Where you've got the horny teenagers cutting about who are destined to be killed by Mike yeah. Myers or Mike Myers not Mike Myers <laughs> or, or Mike Myers Austin Powers <laughs> yeah, well, let's, yeah let's do that I agree Austin it's so Powers strange the way that the characters just kind of show up at the beginning and they just this guy gets off a bus we've got the sheriff someone else just returns home and then at one point they're all in the same diner as well so it's like here's all the people we're supposed to care about yeah, yeah and you were like Look, they're all in the diner. They're all there. And there's a waitress who we are supposed to care about because her boyfriend got skinned recently. Her husband. Her husband. And um, the sheriff didn't even tell her about it. But he was, when are you going to tell Lisa he, that her husband... He was telling the guy, his he's... friend, who was just giving him details about crimes and all these sorts of things that were going on. He was just feeding him all this information. Yeah, yeah come along with me. It's, let's go for a ride along. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. And he gave him all the information. And I was like, he's not a real cop because a cop would not divulge sensitive details of an open investigation. What are you doing? Sorry, but mm. you would never get yeah. that. Yeah, very, very strange. Anyway, we've talked a little bit about the callbacks and some of the Easter eggs and stuff. I think none of them are deserved uh, <laughs> or earned. <laughs> was there anything else that you noticed in there that 
was a reference that you thought it was just another head scratcher, head shaker? Anything else that made you sigh when it came up? Not really. I think it was fairly light on referencing other than the really obvious references to get to the chopper and so on. I got those. I mean, I suppose the aliens and predators being in it is a reference (laughs) in of itself. And the Predator homeworld maybe gives you a bit of expansion of that mythology a little bit, but it's all meaningless. (laughs) The Predator films from here never reference this and they get worse as it goes anyway. Yeah. Even though we've talked so much shit about this movie coming around on it well no it is dreadful but i think because it did have lots of things happening all of the time (laughs) that i didn't get bored you're like just give me something (laughs) for that short attention span but i feel like in other films definitely not the last one in antarctica but the one that's in the jail three four wherever it was but there was definitely that and i remember feeling like i'm gonna fall asleep Mm. this is like so boring this one though thrills this was this one was for your generation (laughs) well no i still think it was dreadful okay but i'm just saying i didn't look at the clock you were looking at the (laughs) film not the clock (laughs) speaking of dreadful where does it fall in your rankings of all the films i can't even remember what mine were anymore but is this the worst one so the ranking of the movies goes aliens an alien and then the rest. And then whenever I've seen one of them, I'm like, oh, maybe that's the best. And when I see the other one, I'm like, oh, maybe that one is actually the best. For the rest of them, they're honestly, they're all shit. Right. Okay. Craig? For me, Alien and Aliens are equal billing because it just depends on my mood, which one of them I prefer. Whether I want horror or action, whichever. And then it's, yeah, diminishing returns after that, really. I would put AVP, the first one, in third. I think it's the third yep. best of these things. And then maybe let's put Alien 3, then Alien Resurrection. What's Alien this. VP? I mean, what's Alien vs. Predator? Alien Vice President. What happened, <laughs> what happened in that one? <laughs> that was the one we've just been talking about, about Antarctica. <gasps> that was the first, yeah, the Antarctic, was the first Alien yeah. Predator? Yes. Huh. Yeah, to be fair, yeah. because we did get some budding bromances from that one I could see that being slightly above the others the Paul W.S. Anderson of it all I think yeah it was interesting watching it last year and trying to think about how bad we thought Resurrection was and then maybe Craigie convinced me that AVP deserves to be above (laughs) 3 and 4 because I think in the past I'd always thought right 1 and 2 as you say top so solid yeah 3, 4 part of the original quadrilogy so probably belong in there somewhere <laughs> in that sort of middle tier and then the AVPs are just trash at the bottom mm. but yeah I think maybe you talked me around last year into saying yeah AVP it does what it says on the tin it knows what it is I wasn't watching that clock keep no. going back to the, talking about the clock but <laughs> you know, I, I wasn't pausing it and seeing just how much the of the run time was left yeah, I didn't pay attention to that so I feel like that is a judge to some extent of how successful a film has been however it totally does not count for this film for this one I hadn't seen it before so I was thinking right I've heard it's bad but how bad can it be bar's really low mm. and now I <laughs> I think yeah it probably is bottom it's so <laughs> probably is bottom it's so terrible yeah it's it you just can't tell what's yeah, going it's on it's so terrible that is really bad this is slightly out of the agenda perhaps but I wondered if you guys could help me because 
I've kind of forgotten how many films we've seen so far that are alien or versus predator. How many years we've been doing this? Yeah. Is there a Six. way though that you could summarise each movie in like a sentence so I can remember what they are? Because I can't remember three and four at all. The first alien film is single alien stalks people Haunted House on a ship. Yes. The second alien is multiple aliens stalk people With on nuked. a colony. Yeah, that's nuked. The third one is single alien stalks people in a prison. That's number three. I thought that was number four. Yeah. And the fourth one is resurrected mm. Ripley plus single alien hybrid thing. With Hunts weird eyes. Down. Wait, have we seen number four? Oh yeah. Yeah. There's a whole podcast about it. Yeah, we did Resurrection. Yeah. You felt was. really bad for the hybrid when it was getting sucked out the <gasps> hole in the oh, ship. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it just stared at you with those glassy eyes. What a shame. Okay, now you said that I do have that image in my head, but I can't think of any other part of that movie. Well that was that. And then the ones we've been talking about, Antarctica. So Antarctica and then this one. And then this. Ah, okay. It feels like we've seen many more. <laughs> I feel like I've seen, I don't know, like 10 films <laughs> and not six. Probably to do with the quality of three and four. We've got Prometheus and Covenant to go the next two years. And then, who knows? Do we do Predator? Oh. Like that's our problem. Yeah, I was thinking we time. might be out of business, but yeah, we'd, we'd I like we'd have even to more do Predator, to revisit. Even though... I only liked the one that had Adrian Brody in it because I love Adrian Brody. <laughs> <laughs> that could be something to look forward to, you know, a film that people generally like. Do yeah. you like that one? No, Is Predator, one? the original. <laughs> oh, right. What's that one with Adrian Brody? Yeah. Predator or Mark II? Mark Predators. Four. Predators. Oh, yeah. So they basically follow the same as Alien then. They go Alien, no. Aliens. No. Predator. <laughs> predator, Predator 2. Oh. Predators, then the Predator. Oh, wait. <laughs> so, okay, it's probably no point in trying to make sense <laughs> of the definitely movie. the worst one. The Predator. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. I feel like I've not been very good at articulating myself for this movie, but I tried. Much like the movie itself. Yeah, it's probably yeah, for apt sure. for, the, for the, sure. the quality of filmmaking that All we're talking about. All my sentences are scrambled, and you have to put them in your own order to make sense of them, and uh, that's fine. Okay, I want to ask you if you care about this at all. Care about what? <laughs> about the alien and predator universe. Maybe not, because you've not really kept track of where we are, but are you interested in this? Do you want to come back next year? <laughs> <laughs> Up there. Is what's happening to you now because of this film just ending any no, interest not. you had in the I franchise? I feel like it's maybe a little bit of the opposite. I think I could have very easily been like, okay, I don't care. And I don't care about any of this and I don't want to ever talk about this ever again. But I have to be honest, I think I must secretly care about this world because I care that this movie fuck. <laughs> up so much <laughs> and I feel like to have that response I must care mm. about the others so it's a good point I feel like my response and as an outsider that this could have been done so much better and convincingly and seeing so much missed potential I must care about this world what about you Craig do yeah. you still care about aliens and or predators I think as time goes on I find that the franchise is just 
falling into the dust. I think it's not very well maintained. It seems to get worse as it's going on. I don't like Prometheus, although it's probably a hell of a lot better than this. I've not actually seen Prometheus since it came out. I've seen it twice, actually. Remember I watched it on a plane, and I've only seen Covenant once. I really hated Covenant at the time. So those are two films I definitely don't like. And Covenant's quite well connected in a way, whereas Prometheus, it forces in connections as it goes. But I like the aliens and I like the predators as a concept. And I think that there's a lot Mm. of potential there. And every time they say they're making one of these, I'm like, oh, I wonder what it'll be this time. I remember thinking The Predator, directed by Shane Black. Oh, God, this has got to be great. Nope, it is not. It's awful. I it's actually quite like it. Possibly the worst one. Did you? Yeah, but we'll have to save that for however many years down the line. <laughs> Five years so from dumb, six years I, from now, yeah. or whatever it is. Who's Shane Black? He's a director. He directed Iron oh, Man okay. 3. He directed. Did you do a Lethal Weapon? Is that the one that I've not seen, though? Or did you write Lethal Weapon? Do you have something to do with Lethal Weapon? Is Richard Donner directed the Lethal Weapon movies. Maybe he wrote them. The Nice Guys is another film oh, that Shane Black like directed that? that people is liked. That Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling. Yeah, yeah that's I the like one. that. And the little girl who ended up... Well, she was a little girl at the time. She's in the Spider-Man movies now. Anguri Rice, mm-hmm. I think her name is. So he's a director who's good at action. He knows what he's doing. He's also in the first Predator film. What? Oh my God. Was that like his dream... Okay, we should save all of this juicy I know, so much good content, content. <laughs> we're not even talking about this film anymore <laughs> For the Predator I know. Well, there's, there's not much to talk about I mean, yeah. The How You Remind Me director's apparently not the best people to I help an Alien vs Predator sequel incredible. So I <laughs> thank great. you for sharing that insight Seeing as you're asking, I don't really care <laughs> <laughs> These things are out there They exist, they've been made it doesn't mean that I can't go back and watch Alien and Aliens and still enjoy them and then never have to watch from beyond that point again. And yeah, it's a shame. I think it is a real shame that franchises that mean a lot to a lot of people are kind of heading down the tubes, down the sewer where lots of car keys are to be found. (laughs) For the hardcore fans, for the diehards, it's pretty bad. But for me, I don't really mind. We watched it. It was the first time I've seen it, I don't know if I'll ever watch it again. I'm never going to watch that again. But, yeah, like I say, it doesn't take away from the other films that are still out there. And that's why I <laughs> petering out just like this did. They keep playing fast and loose with what's canon anyway. I think before Prometheus came out, Ridley Scott said, as far as he's concerned, Alien and Aliens are all that exists. That's and, rude. you know, what does he know? That's I don't really care. Though. He's obviously given permission for the others. He needs to accept that he... What's it called? When you're like the father of something. Paternity. The creator. He needs to the engineer. He needs to yeah. accept paternity. <laughs> and there's the upcoming Disney Plus TV show about what? Alien as well. So there's that to think about. What's that going to be? It's like Alien Babies, Muppet Babies style. Oh my god, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> that would be... I mean... Oh, horror. They could do that and I don't know if I would be surprised. I'd be there. <laughs> Maybe that shows that I do still care. Thoughts on kind of beyond this in terms of Prometheus and Covenant and stuff are for podcasts in the future. Yeah, I mean, I have thoughts about those as well, but I was definitely looking forward to those. So it wasn't as if my fandom of this was at all affected because I hadn't even seen this film until now. So Mm -hmm. I I couldn't have cared that much about it (laughs) in that it took an Alien Day podcast to force me into watching it. 
That's it. We've done the work, and we'd never have yeah, to watch them again. Off. That's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of we this kind of coverage. We come around every year, and I think we'd managed to push this movie off until the day before we were doing the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's possibly the best because it leaves so quickly that it needs yeah, to be as fresh as true. possible in your mind. That's definitely and, true for me. Yeah, I watched it less than two days ago and I've already forgotten yeah. quite a lot of it. That's why I've got extensive I notes. I didn't take any notes. <laughs> I saw you take notes, Gusby. Mm. And normally I guess I take a couple, but I guess I was like, I'm just going to be in the moment. I'm going to be in the moment of this movie. You're just going to let it yeah. wash see, over you. See where it takes me and should regret Hopefully our memory will be jogged by the conversation. That Hopefully that we've this. gotten everything out that we need to get out because I don't know if I want to ever talk about this movie again. Yeah, I think it's probably a good time to wrap up. I think that potentially next year when we come to talk about Prometheus, we might have completely erased the fact that we did this from our minds and we'll be like, well, last year we talked to you about AVP, <laughs> that was fun, in Antarctica, you and Bremner, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's legit me every time. <laughs> well, that's true, we do need to kind of go over the whole lot again. <laughs> Craig, have you got anything else you'd like to say? Any final thoughts on Aliens versus Predator colon Requiem Why? Yeah, well, I've looked up Requiem, actually, the definition of Requiem, because I was curious. According to this Google that I did, assuming it's on dictionary.com, especially in the Roman Catholic Church, a mass for the repose of the souls of the dead. I think it was just... That name sounds cool. We'll yeah. use that. The name that they always use for a revival of things. There must be so many other movies that have got Requiem and it's like a sequel or a threequel. When Unleashed was a yeah. subtitle yeah. for everything. Or Begin. It definitely or, feels yeah. like one of those words that just gets kind of tacked on to the mm. ends of film titles like Reloaded or Revolutions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Revelations. It's cooler than yeah. Predators. <laughs> Point three. Point two. 3.0. Yeah. Predators. Predator hard 4.0. Yeah. <laughs> All I can really say about this is that I thought this was terrible. And it's kind of astonishing mm-hmm. how bad it is. Mm-hmm. And I am convinced it's a money laundering scheme <laughs> because where did that 130 million go? Is it just they're so frivolous with their money? You they were just chucking it about like at different things? I don't know. Let's see if you can get the paperwork released. Mm-hmm. Because... We need to subpoena the records, find out what this money was spent on, because it certainly yeah. wasn't this movie. It couldn't have been. I think the Squirrel Brothers just paid themselves a Squirrel. lot. <laughs> Apparently it was a higher budget than the first one as well. For what? Natalie? Yeah? Do you have any final thoughts? Anything you haven't said yet? Or anything you'd like to reiterate? Just that there's a predator in the water. <laughs> and who wrote that? And why did you do it? And who hurt you? Good to finish up with some unanswerable questions. You're welcome. I think I've said it all already. The fact that I'd never seen this before and I will probably never watch it again is enough. (laughs) There's no reason to. I couldn't tell what was going on. (laughs) And I won't ever have to tell what was going on again. And if nothing else, we've shone a light on potentially a criminal enterprise in the form (laughs) of money laundering. (laughs) So this podcast has achieved something. Yeah. And it's not a diehard fan. I think that if they wanted to do a rewrite approach me. I'm open to discuss. I think I could see how you could make it better. Well, we brainstormed a better <laughs> film on this exactly. podcast. so feel free to reach out to us and we'll be happy to take your call. Yeah, come on, Disney. <laughs> Let us make Alien vs. Predator yeah. 3. The rewrite! Revelations. <laughs> well, it could be that, you know, there's this trend of 
let's do a sequel that ignores all the other sequels, mm-hmm. like in Halloween, for example, or Terminator. Every time they make a film, they pretend that everything since two never happened, and then that fails, and then they do it again, and then they do it again. And that's what they do now. That's the trend. So let's do the AVP sequel that ignores this film, but still canonises the first one. So we'll start off with the Pred Alien bursting out, mm-hmm. and then we'll take yes. it from there. Okay, well... Yeah. Watch this space. Yeah. Redeem the series. Oh, <laughs> Alien vs. Predator. Redeemer. Redeemer. Try that again. <laughs> Alien vs. Predator. Redeemer. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. <laughs> I think there, that's all we've, we've got, got. All you need is a tagline. <laughs> we've got it. Thanks very much for yeah. joining me, guys. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next year for more confusion, but hopefully a film that we won't mind watching again as much mm-hmm. here, here. we'll see we'll see about that well yeah thanks for having me thank you and good night bye thanks for joining us for another trip to the Alienverse a big thanks goes to YouTuber Jordan Radvansky for his cover of Nickelback's international smash hit How You Remind Me you can subscribe to Neil Before Pod on Spotify Apple Podcasts and many other platforms Apple users We'd love you to leave us a star rating, five is our favourite number, just saying, and a comment. You can find more great Neil Before Blog content on Twitter at Neil Before Blog and at facebook.com slash Neil Before Blog. Our website is, of course, neilbeforeblog.co.uk. Happy 426, everybody. (laughs) 